Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kick-Ass. Headphones. I don't have any bug guts on my face. Do I killed a bug in my eye walking across the parking lot? Like, I scraped some bug guts off, but I want to make sure I got all of them. Um, so I wanted to start. I'm already recording, by the way. So, yeah. What? This is on the record? Yeah, man. I know, I know. I did. I just took a couple of notes because I, there's a couple of things I've been dying to ask you, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> you know? I've been dying to ask me questions. I have some bad news. I don't have any answers that are worth dying for. Uh, well, all right. I Going I, to jail for, but I'm dying for <laughs> I it. I probably phrased that incorrectly. Um, but I wanted to start out uh, telling you a thing. Um, apparently, you and I uh, shared a Facebook share, unbeknownst to each other. Uh, it's a band out of California called 390. They wrote a song called I Hate the Government. Oh, <laughs> yes. I know I know them. I remember that. That's, <laughs> a, that's like they're kind of an old school punk band. Like yeah. somewhere just northeast of L.A., if I recall. And so uh, I also shared their video once I saw it. It crossed my feed in a different manner, and I shared it. And um, I asked them if I could use the song on my podcast. And so... You know, people who are listening now will have heard that before listening to us talk tonight. Um, but they were like, yeah, sure, go ahead, man, and let us know when you use it. And I'm like, sure, man. And I talked to this guy, Ron, who's, I don't know, the communicator of the band, I guess. And uh, he was like, hey, do you know Adam Kokesh? Just out of the blue, like, you know, and I'm like, well, I met him last year. I, I booked a thing <laughs> for him in, in Seattle. You know, he did an appearance on his, on his Freedom Tour. And uh, he's like, yeah, he seems like an awesome guy, man. He shared our stuff, too. I was just curious if, like, you guys knew each other somehow. And I'm like, that's awesome. So he said he was going to send me a CD and a T-shirt. And I'm like, well, you don't have to do that. I'm happy to purchase these. I, I was in a band for 20 years here in Seattle, and I know the... It's you a know, grind until you, until you break out. you got to hustle that merchandise, yeah. and yeah, you know, yeah. you're not getting paid from the bars, and oftentimes <clears throat> you're paying to play and all that kind of thing. So... Um, so he's like, no, it's no big deal. And I'm like, okay, here's my address. And like several weeks went by and I didn't see this CD. And I, I didn't want him to think I'm a dick, right? That I got the CD right, right, right. and I just listened to it. I'm like, oh, it's crap and threw it away. Or I don't think it is. I mean, I, right, right, I right. downloaded their free EP, but they have like a whole album is what he sent me supposedly. And so some time went by and I didn't want to th- seem like I'm a dick. And uh, I, I just pinged him back and I was like, hey, man, I just, I haven't seen it. I didn't want you to think I'm a dick. He's like, oh, man, I totally spaced. (laughs) You know, I'll I'll get it to you, you know? And I'm like, okay. So, uh, like, two days go by, and he messages me again. And he says, hey, uh, you know, I see that, you know, Adam Kokesh is coming to Seattle. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going. He's like, I'm going to send you a T-shirt and a CD (laughs) to give to Adam (laughs) when you see him. I'm not that hard to get a hold of. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't publish that. But yeah, it's pretty easy. And, and he was uh, he was texting me, I think. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe I just t- talked to him on Facebook, and then didn't respond because I got <laughs> misunderstood. So the text is the only reliable way to get a hold of me. Even that's not so great. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I don't uh, install the messenger on the phone. 
So I have to go like request the desktop site to go read a message with the browser yeah. on the phone. Yeah. It's, it's a pain. Yeah. But so um, you'll notice that there's no CD or T-shirt here for either <laughs> you or they I. They didn't make it in time. Well, guess what method he used to send it? Carrier pigeon. The United States Postal oh, Service, of course, yeah, a mm-hmm. government-run entity, which of course we know are famous for quality <laughs> and service. And so, like, I just stopped and checked. I've got a PO box that I use for it's it's remnants of the band, right? I used to just have all the band stuff sent to this PO box, and uh, so I went there today before coming here, and I'm like, dude, I just checked. It's not here. Kokesh is here tonight. You know, if it shows up, you know, I'll get an address for him and I'll forward it on. Don't worry no, about it. No, you got to come deal. deliver it yourself in Arizona. Although he should, he's closer. Come to my, come to my build party. I, I'd love to come see the. the We're going to hear about right? the build party a little bit tonight. Yeah. Okay. It's All part right. of the talk. Um, the last time you were here, we kind of had a very short discussion about you meeting <clears throat> the uh, the garbage warrior. Yeah. And yeah, because like, I was like, I was getting ready to. I think at that point, I had just booked my uh, my academy session. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, I mean, I saw <coughs> his documentary, uh, I don't even know, man, probably three, four years before I even met you. And uh, I was just, I tell everybody about that documentary. I'm like, if you want to see the struggle that that occurs when the government gets in the way of innovation. It's just a waste. It's that he's like, if he had just started doing it and been like, come at me, bro. Yeah. It could have, you know, just... Skipped that whole process and created a you know effectively zoning free area eventually. But anyway, he got his experimental space. Yeah, we 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 got to we gotta start. Oh, we're starting. This is it. Yeah, we're already. This recording. is it. Yeah, we're man. I've been like recording. picking my nose and coughing and stuff. Like <laughs> I knew you were recording. I thought you were gonna like wait and do do like an introduction or something. But what are you what are you dying to ask? That's so. Um. Well, okay. Dying might be an overstatement, but. Um, some of the things that I ask people that appear on my podcast are, um, like, when is the most free that you've ever felt? If you could narrow it down to one time, one place, one set of circumstances, when did you, Adam, feel the most free? Gee, that's a really tough question. I know. You were prepped for that. Feel free. Well, because yeah, I, I don't know if, if feeling, if freedom is a feeling, it, it's it's like power is a feeling, and that's what freedom makes possible. It's like if freedom is what you have when no one is forcing their will on you, it's defined by a negative, and a negative can't really be a feeling. An absence of something can't be a feeling. I mean, it can be relief. If you've been coming from a situation where there's been like direct, immediate, violent tyranny exercised against you, you know, like, but like, even when I got out of jail, you know, after just four months, it wasn't like, all right, well, now I live in a free country and everything's fixed because I went to jail for four months. No, I mean, it was still like, uh, just, oh, back in, back in America, you know, I mean, I felt free, but even then. I wasn't out of the woods legally, and I, I don't remember if at that point I was still considering like, as, and I never, I never actually went down this route. But of course, anytime you face legal trouble in the United States, at some point you should consider: Would this be easier if I just left the country? You know, like, right. if I just the probably they're probably not going to follow me for this. But if I stay here, they're really going to like oh, make life miserable. 
And I, 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 I had to seriously, like, I, was, I was in enough trouble, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to like at least do that calculus once. And in my case, it was never a serious possibility, but gee, I don't know, I felt pretty free at one point. When, you know what? I think the most free I've ever felt was when I was in jail in solitary and realized how much fun I was having and how happy I was. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's kind of counterintuitive. Because if freedom is a feeling, it, maybe the only way for me to try to make freedom a feeling is that it's kind of the Zen flow state yeah. where you are the master of your consciousness. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if you don't have emotional freedom, it means that some other external manipulative force is somehow taking control of your consciousness. If you're angry, no one wakes up in the morning in like a natural Zen flow state and goes, I think I'm going to be angry today. Let's be angry. This is going to be awesome. I'm just going to be angry all day because I choose to be. No, bullshit. Like that's that's an infantile emotional reaction. And it was that sense of purpose and mastery of myself that I had at one point when I was in solitary in DC, things had sort of slowed down for me a little bit legally and I was just starting to get comfortable and I think I was just starting to get access to commissary at that point, you know. The the whole choosing to be happy thing is kind of uh, requires you to have a healthy mind and body at least so if you're like you know not sleeping well and eating crap food sorry that choice is kind of like forcibly if someone is like physically putting you in pain or you yourself are incapable of creating a healthy state where you're not in pain you lose that emotional freedom yeah but there there was a point in jail where i had that and i I was like whoa and that's that's why i started writing that section of the book happiness causes freedom yeah um, I love the book, by the way. Um, I, you better. I, 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 I pimp it, you know, at least a couple times a year on the on the social media. I got, I don't know, five six copies from you when you were here last year. We should give you a box this time and to last yeah, until next year. Please do. Um, and I've got some ideas about uh, like guerrilla marketing. Yes. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Have you heard of reverse shoplifting? Yeah, yeah, planting stuff in a store. Yeah, it's funny. Someone just told me a, a story about planting a Gary Johnson button. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, we used to do this as an independent uh, heavy metal band, right? We would, you know, we print our own CDs, had <laughs> no distribution, you know, but we got the UPC code, right? So like, you know, somebody goes to scan it and like it gives an error, right? Right. So we would like, you know, put a couple in our pockets, our jackets or whatever, walk into like the Fred Meyer, the Walmart, whatever, and you know, the local music. <laughs> Did you store. ever get caught? No, never. And in fact... It'd be funny if you did. And be like, oh, sorry, I guess littering in your store? Like, what are you going to kick me out? Okay. Well, no, we would litter because they're all, like, shrink-wrapped and... Yeah, know, yeah, right. So they don't even look like we it. we just, like, put it, like, in the section. You know, they're right, alphabetized right, right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If there's, like, a rock or metal section, we just drop it in the appropriate place in alphabetical order. What happened is, is we got a phone call from uh, Easy Street Records out in West Seattle, a place where we did a reverse shoplift. Because we were, the band was so well publicized at the time. This is, you know, I don't know, seven, eight years ago now. But, like, they were able to get a hold of us, call us, and be like, hey, um, somebody here just bought your CD. If you guys want to come collect your money, you know, come on down. 
And like, because they service independent musicians all oh, the time. Oh, so that's what they assumed it was? And they, they just assumed that somebody, there was some clerical error. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> that it didn't get logged appropriately or whatever. So They called you for a single CD sale. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we were local, right? I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I mean, within 30 minutes or whatever, right? right? Um, so, like, I was thinking, like, how can that apply to, like, your book, right? Have people, like, just, you know, show up at a bookstore or, like, a... What are the used book you know, places? Well, I, I, I got I to gotta cut you off, dude, and I, I really appreciate that, but it, it's I'm not that patient. <laughs> okay. I, I, we, I, there are people who have done this, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, and they, they put Bibles in every hotel room, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. When you're at that level of saturation, yeah. you, that's, that's when it makes sense. But, and, and I'd love to talk to you about this in terms of the presidential campaign and the rollout and the strategy over the next four years, if, if you want to get into that. And it's still at the point where you have to ask someone to read a book. You have to, and you have to ask, you know, like it's, it's, it, it, it's just sort of not, it's not as efficient to just drop it. The, the one place I think it kind of makes sense is little free libraries. Right. And there, we've had people who have just been like, all right, I know there are 20 little free libraries in my town. I'm going to go put a copy of free of everyone. There's and I, and at I, least a handful in Seattle that I'm aware of. Yeah, and I think, oh yeah, Seattle's got to be a good community for little free libraries. And, and I think that's, it, it, it only really in that, near, but like you go bury it at a bookstore, nobody's going to see that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's sort of like, if if you could hide it, now like if you could, if you could, you could do it into high schools, maybe. You know, like, you know, but just you gotta you gotta be thinking like efficiency and, and really, it's the non glorious work right now that grows the movement. It's not me giving speeches. It's not making YouTube videos. It's asking your neighbor or a family member, hey, can you read this book? Hey, can you check this out? Hey, can you consider this message? I'd like to thank you for listening, my guests for participating and especially the punk rock band 390 for contributing music. If you want to find me, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Reverend Captain Kickass. Thanks. Peace.